Welcome to the audio ministry of Love Foundation Christian Center, a place to find God's love. Pastors Osage and Bridget Airboard teach the word with simplicity and truth. From wherever you're listening, we hope that today's message inspires and encourages you. Enjoy the message. Destroy. The Bible says in this last day, Satan, knowing the time is short, is going to be vicious. I came. He began, began, began to destroy. And one of the things that make people susceptible to this kind of destruction that we are seeing today is people don't know enough to stand in faith against the devil. So the darkness that is causing the gross darkness is ignorance of the word and ignorance of truth. Unfortunately, even among churches, the body of Christ, many are taught religion and not the truth. So some people wonder, how come even believers, born-again Christians, people who go to church, become susceptible? The Bible is very clear. It says that the people perish for lack of knowledge. And so if the enemy can find a way, like the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, to blindfold people, to cause them not to know the truth, to cause them to say, we don't understand why some people die, some people don't just die. We don't know why this disease is so bad, it's, it's indiscriminatory, it's killing everybody, young, old, big and small across nations. Let me tell you the truth. This disease is discriminatory. It's avoiding people of faith. Somebody say hallelujah. Yeah. That's what happened in the days of the, of, of the Israelites. The Bible said they put, they put blood on their doorposts. Because they were instructed. When the, when the enemy came, the spirit of death, he knew the houses not to go into. Hallelujah. hallelujah. I say hallelujah. hallelujah. Let me ask you this question. People just think it was just a geographical distinction. It's not. Assuming there was a, a slave, a Jewish slave, that was inside Egypt and was walking with the master. And then information came to her that, look, destruction is coming that night. Kill a lamb. Put it, put it on your room doorpost. How many of you know that if she gathered her children inside Egypt and put the, the blood on her doorpost, the angel would have come into the house, visited every house, the evil angel, and killed everyone, and that door would have been exempt. Because it was not a geographical protection. It was a spiritual protection. Some people don't know where to go. Some are looking for where there's less counts to go there. It's not where you run to. People say, oh, thank God my city don't have too much. It doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. You have to be protected. What protects you is revelation knowledge. It's faith in God. It's not what the World Health Organization is counting. It's the truth that sets you free. And the reason people are dying and this being destroyed is because they don't know. The Bible tells us clearly in, in Psalm 82, he said, he said they all walk around in darkness. Put it up. He said they know not, neither do they understand. So darkness is ignorance. Psalm 82. He said Therefore, he said they, they die like men. Starts from verse 1. Hallelujah. He said, God standing in the congregation of the mighty. He judged among the gods. How long will you 
judge ungodly and accept the presence of the wicked seller. He said, defend the poor and the fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. For deliver the poor and the needy. Read them out of the hands of the wicked. They know not, verse 5, neither do they understand. He said, they walk on in darkness. All the foundation of the earth are out of course. I've said here, girls, and all of you are the children of the Most High. He said, but they die like men and fall like one of the princes. You know, again, there's so much in my spirit, and I have to deliver as much as I can with time. Praise God. <laughs> Let me ask this question again. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Now, many of us know we just finished celebrating Easter that Jesus Christ came 2,000 years ago, and he died on the cross. The Bible says he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. Now, if, if, if you read Passion of the Christ, or if you watch the movie Passion of the Christ, which is a good depletion of it, I don't think it's exact, but it's good enough, we saw that his body was, was broken, torn, blood coming out. Isaiah actually tells us that he was beaten so much that he, could, he did not even re resemble humans. And not only looking from the natural perspective, but the spiritual, because the Bible says God laid all our sins upon him and punished him for all our sins. And when he died, he died for the sins of the whole world. When he rose up, he rose up for our justification. So let me ask this question. When Jesus was wounded on the cross and he was bruised for our iniquity, how many people did he die for? How many? Answer me here if you're here. And when he was, when he was bruised and his body was torn, how many sickness did he die for? Did he die for COVID-19? Oh, 19. COVID-19. Oh, I shot in to COVID-19. Praise God. <laughs> Did he die for, for tuberculosis? Yes. What about cancer? Yes. What about um, uh, uh, hypertension? Yes. Migraine headaches? Yes. Glaucoma? Yes. Did he die for all of that? Oh, did he not see COVID-19 coming? Maybe that one skipped him because that was for the 2020. It was too far ahead to see. No, he died. So if Jesus died for COVID-19, if he, if he took the, 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 the chastisement for every sickness and disease, why are people dying? People say they don't wash their hands. No, they don't know the truth. And this is an opportunity for the church to tell the world that that sickness, that cough, that that chest conjection has been paid for and that if you will believe the gospel you will be healed this is not a time to to, to necessarily distribute sanitizers distribute worditizers change people's revelation let them know the truth they are not just dying because they are dirty they are dying because they are ignorant of the word of god because jesus paid for every sickness every disease, every affliction. The truth, the only problem is that even many people in the church do not believe the word of God. They act like we don't know how to get out of this. They act like we don't, let's just pray, maybe God will do something. God, help the nation. He already did. He paid for COVID-19 2,000 years ago. He carried it. I'm sure one time on the way to the cross, he coughed. Somebody say, hallelujah. hallelujah. Carried that sickness on his body. The reason people are dying, both believers and unbelievers, is because they don't know the truth. They don't know the truth. We don't have to beg God to heal the sick. 
We don't have to pray and pray and pray and pray. And then God, out of his mercy, say, these people have prayed long enough. Oh, let's just help this nation. No, no, no. It's already been done. People are dying because they don't know the gospel. They, can't, they have not come to understand. Some have heard it. Some have even recited. Some even preach it. But it has not become real to them. The Bible says in Isaiah 53, it says, Who has believed a report and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? So in this time when people are dropping, when darkness and gross darkness is upon the earth, what do you think the church ought to be doing? We are supposed to wake up. And say, hey, these people don't know. That's why they are dying. These people don't understand that Jesus already paid for their sins. Jesus already paid for their sickness. Jesus already paid for their health. Let's tell them, you don't need to be afraid. Even if you wash your hands, great. Even if you wear masks, watch out for that. Great, praise God. (laughs) But the most important thing is that you have to receive Jesus into your heart. This is the greatest vaccination. It's the word of truth received in the heart of faith. So God is saying that the, that the solution of the world in darkness and gross darkness is the church. So he says, church, stop sleeping. Stop acting like the rest of the world. You are the light of the world. You are the one that can show people how things really are. Don't just suggest it. Now let's go to Ephesians chapter number 5. Oh, hallelujah. I say hallelujah. I say hallelujah. You know, many people are quoting Psalm 91, but they don't understand it. The Bible says that, that, that in Psalm 91, it says that, that, that he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Shall say of the Lord is my refuge and my fortress in him I trust. Surely he will deliver me from the snare of the fowler. So he's saying that anyone who dwells in the revelation, the secret place, the truth, the place of faith, of God's word will abide on the shadow, under the shadow of the Almighty. That person will be saying certain things. He is not going to be speaking what people are saying. He's going to be saying, The Lord is my refuge. If the Lord is my fortress, I am protected in God. And the Bible says, Surely He will be delivered. He didn't say maybe. That means it is impossible for you to be in the secret place of the Most High and fall like the rest of the world. Many Christians don't believe this. Many Christians say they do, but they really don't. Ephesians chapter number 5. But we are. We are going to let the rest of the world join us in believing. Somebody say hallelujah. So the, God, the Bible says in, uh, in Isaiah where we just read, it says, arise, be light. Tell somebody, be light. Be light. What does light do? Light shines in darkness. Okay, why does light shine in darkness? So that people who are in darkness can see what is really happening. If the light decides to hide, (laughs) what will the people in darkness now be? They are going to be lost. There is no hope for them. 
If light now hides with darkness and, and goes to join the darkness to hide, then the people who are in darkness are lost. We cannot afford to think, to act, to talk like people in darkness. People in darkness are people who don't know God. They are the ones supposed to be in darkness. We are supposed to shine. Tell them the truth. Oh God, I'm so excited. Somebody say hallelujah. So this is an opportunity. Because many people are afraid. They have realized now that what they are trusted in is not really the, the solution. Many's hearts are failing. They are believe, many believers are believing God for a vaccine. <laughs> There's nothing wrong for that, for the unbelievers who don't know the truth. But the believer should be able to call someone and say, I have a vaccine for you. You can take this and not that. What did Jesus say about the bread? He said, this is the bread of life that a man may eat and not die. He said, do you believe this? I have a vaccine. You don't even have to come to the hospital. I can just give it to you over the phone. Someone say, hallelujah. hallelujah. And you share John 3, 16. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. You share scriptures like that. If you believe it and hear it in your voice, you know faith can be transmitted. Faith is a spirit. If you really believe it and they can hear it when they are panicking, they are, are, are afraid, they are worried, oh no, what's going to happen? Then you say, no, this is not a big deal. Sometimes when you act like that, people say they don't even care. Jesus entered the house, Jairus, everybody was crying. <laughs> he refused to join in the crying. Why? Because they were crying in darkness. Darkness had covered this house. They did not understand that they had power over sickness, over disease, and over death. Then Jesus Christ came. He is the light. Can you imagine if the light now began to cry with those in darkness? What would the people in darkness do? So he, he refused to, he put the criers out. And then began to say, don't be afraid. This is not a big deal. You thought I will, will live again. Fear not, only believe. And he got there and acted like it was not a big deal. And said, child, get up. Just woke her up from sleep. What everybody was crying about. So why were they crying and Jesus did not join in the crying? Jesus knew something they did not know. Jesus was walking in faith that they were not. And today, many Christians try to make it look like we know God is so mysterious. We don't understand. Even if you are a Christian, you are doing well. You believe. You walk in righteousness. You can see for. We don't just understand. So just, just wash your hands. Do do. <laughs> now, now, I'm not, I'm not refuting those things. The Bible says we should be clean. Amen. So washing of hands is a good, is a good practice. Praise God. I said, praise the Lord. Are you with me here? Or should I just enter the screen and go talk to the people? Like <laughs> Washing your hands is good. Amen. Amen. Praise God. If you need to wear masks, well, it looks, I heard it's a fashion statement nowadays. <laughs> you could do that too. There's nothing wrong with those things. They are just human traditions. But that does not guarantee you 
divine help or protection. That is humans doing what they know to do to try to stop a force that is propagated from the spirit. The only solution is a spiritual solution. Because sicknesses and diseases have spiritual origins. The Bible says Jesus rebuked the spirit and the woman of infirmity became well. Jesus rebuked the fever and the fever left. And things in the natural come from the spiritual. But the world does not know this. That's why the Bible says that darkness covers the earth. But we know. Somebody say hallelujah. So he's telling us that no, we should what? Arise. Stop acting like the rest of the world. Stop cowering in fear. Stop acting like, oh, we don't know the whole. Begin to act in confidence. And begin to shine in their darkness. Take the opportunity to talk to your neighbor. Say, do you know you can be immune for any kind of sickness? Say, immune? Yeah. Say, do you know that they have found a vaccine for this thing? Say, vaccine? When? He said, yeah, 2,000 years ago. Say, Jesus brought a vaccine. You say, what vaccine? His word, his body. He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was laid upon him. And by his stripes, we were healed. That if you believe this and build your faith in this, the Bible guarantees you immunity against sickness and disease. So darkness is covering. And gross darkness. But God says... We are light. Hallelujah. I say it's time to shine. Hallelujah. I'll read from verse 8. Then we'll go back and read from verse 1. Amen. Verse 8. It said, Be ye therefore, be not ye therefore partakers with them. Ephesians 5. Okay, 7, verse 7. Correct. Thank you. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. For you were sometimes darkness, but now ye are light. Tell somebody, say you are light. Say it again. Say you are light. Say you were sometimes darkness. (laughs) Which means that we were all one time not born again. We were walking like everybody else. So we're not really ridiculing those who are not. We were there too. We didn't know. If some of us were born in Saudi Arabia, we wrap our brains like those that, that the women wrap all their faces and stuff. Now, it's because that's their tradition. We were, we, many of us grew up in some traditions too that were not godly until light came. The gospel came. We put away our darkness clothes, our religious clothes, our unbelief clothes and received the word of God with meekness. Now we are saved. We are no longer darkness. Someone say Hallelujah. We're no longer walking in ignorance. We walk in the light. He said, for ye were sometimes darkness, but now ye are light in the Lord. Verse 1 in Isaiah 6, he said, arise, shine, your light is come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you. He said, walk as children of light. So he's not only just telling us just to say it. We're going to have to walk in it. Amen. So if you spend 10 minutes listening to the uh, uh, media news, the mainstream media, you need to spend 30 minutes, the first 10 minutes to erase the fear that the media tried to first put in your heart, and another 15 minutes, 20 minutes to build yourself up in your most holy faith, then you pray in tongues for another 30 minutes. 
You can't, you can't walk in the darkness and enjoy the benefits of life. He said, for the fruit of the Spirit is all goodness and righteousness and truth. Continue. Hallelujah. He said, proving what is, the, what is acceptable to the Lord. That word proving means that you need to test it and make sure that how you are operating is what God has approved. You know, some people have what the Bible calls feigned faith. There is feigned faith, there is unfeigned faith. What's feigned? means fake. They think, they believe, but they don't. They just have mental accent. They quote the word, and then they don't believe the word. So the Bible says that you have to prove the word of God. You have to prove it. And one of the ways to prove it is to, to test it out. To act on it. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Some people are saying, so does that mean I can lay hands on those who have COVID-19? What's the answer? COVID-19. The answer is yes, yes, yes. Yes, you can. That's, that's, an, that's, that's a manifestation of your faith. Right? I know there are some places that won't let you go into them to pray for them. And again, we'll get to that if time allows. We have to be led of the Holy Ghost. It's not everybody Jesus laid hands on. Right? The, the guy at the beautiful gate was there in Jesus' day, but it came to the time of Peter for him to be well. Why? Why didn't Jesus just go into the grave and raise everybody? Why on Lazarus? Because there are some people who have hooked their faith to his and expecting it. And that's one of the things that determine who God can help. It's not everybody God can help. The Bible says Jesus went into, into, into Nazareth, you see that in Mark 6, his hometown, and he couldn't do miracles because of their unbelief. So God cannot always necessarily help everyone except they allow him to help them. He said, again, verse 10, proving what is the acceptable unto the Lord. Next verse. He said, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. Continue. We'll come back to there. It is a shame even to speak of those things which are done in secret. Continue. But all things that are reproved, that word reproved, reproved, are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doeth make manifest is light. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. You know, I have my uh, sword Bible open here. I hope you don't mind. I'm just going to read it. Uh, if there's any kind of, uh, uh, what they call it, um, copyright or copyright uh, acknowledged. <laughs> I'm reading this from, from the side. Let's look at the word reproved. The word reproved there means to, to convict, to refute, to confute, generally with the suggestion to shame of the person convicted, to find fault with, to correct by word, to reprehend, to chasten. That means that one of the things that light does is to chasten darkness. To reprove it. To say, no, you can't, be, you can't be acting in fear. You can't be talking like that. That's light shining. Somebody say, hallelujah. Why are you crying? Why are you crying? You shouldn't be crying. That's light. The one who is afraid is what? Oh, no, I don't know what's going to happen. The light comes and says, no, don't cry. You're greater than this thing. You are reproving darkness and you are 
showing what really is that which make manifest you are you are shining light you are making people see things the way it really is that's the work of light you can't join in the darkness you have to reprove darkness one of the first things the church has to fight against is fear that's one of the first things people are so afraid unfortunately many christians don't reprove fear they just join in the fear. They try to suit in the fear. The Bible says Jesus rebuked the, um, the, the disciples for their unbelief. Why are you so fearful? Have you no faith? Why are you so worried? What's the big deal? Even if you die, what's the big deal? You're going to heaven, right? There's nothing to be afraid of. One of the first things to, to stop fear is stop being afraid to die. Stop being afraid of death. It's not a big deal. I said death is not a big deal. Amen. For the believer, death is not a big deal. We are not supposed to die. The Bible makes us see that we have been redeemed from death. Death has been abolished, but it's not a big deal. It's better to die a believer than to be alive an unknown believer. It's better. It's not a big deal. So like, hey, hey, he went. He, he just he went to a better place. If he's a believer, he's left this COVID nineteen infested world, <laughs> having to comb your hair every day and polish your shoes. He's living in streets made of gold. People don't believe this. That's the reason why they worry and cry. And again, don't get me wrong. If you don't believe, just change. Renew your mind. Because sometimes it's difficult. You grew up in a particular environment. People grow up with people dying, everybody crying. People hang out in fear. They come to funerals like they're worshipping. No sound. Everybody wearing black. It's a worship of the dead. Every funeral Jesus went to, he just rose the guy up. <laughs> there was no time to worship the dead. No silent treatment. He was even passing in the street. A woman, they were carrying a coffin with his son. He just stopped them and get the boy out. Like, why are you lying on the coffin? Your mother doesn't want you to go. Get up, go and do your work. <laughs> and the Bible says, when they even called him for Lazarus, he went there four days later. Some people say deliberately, it doesn't matter. He just like, this is not a big deal. Not a big deal. Why are you guys crying like this? The reason why Jesus wept was because they were weeping. And he was weeping at their ignorance for weeping. And ignorance is a major problem. I'm not just talking about lack of intelligence. I'm talking about ignorance of God's word. That is the darkness. But that darkness is what causes gross darkness. People dying, people sick, and people poor. It's darkness that causes gross darkness. But he said we are light. Somebody say hallelujah. And now we ought to reprove darkness. We say, but ye are, but all things that are reproved are made manifest by light. For whatsoever doeth make manifest is light. So when the Bible says arise, be light, it says show people the truth, what really is happening. That's why I'm against many of the false theories that are out there. So many of them. Some say the government, this is a big conspiracy. 
They tell people to stay at home so that they can destroy and cause things, plant things outside. Some say there is no COVID. Some say, people, you know, there are so many things that are out there. Are there, are there truth in some of this? Maybe, maybe a little bit, but it doesn't really matter for the believer. First of all, the Bible says we are not of this world. We are, we are from another kingdom. Somebody say hallelujah. Does that mean we cannot ha- affect what is here? We should, but we are not subject to it. We are not conformed to the pattern of this world. We are not afraid with what they are afraid of. We are, we are reigning and ruling in life. As long as we are in this world, we are sons of light. We are to make an impact. And the best way is to teach the gospel of our Lord Jesus. Jesus is the answer. Praise God. I said praise the Lord. Jesus is the answer. If the world will know Jesus, will believe the gospel and receive it, they will be immune to sickness and disease. They will live long life. They will be rich. He will teach them principles of financial increase. It's in the word of God. He will teach them how to stay right. So the problem is ignorance. Ignorance of the truth. The Bible says people are dying because they don't know. And some are looking at it, but they have not given their heart to it. They are looking at it, just the Bible says in Ezekiel, they are listening to the word like someone listening to a musician that is singing with a nice voice. Oh, pastor, nice message. Wow, you even jumped. I saw your shoe. That's what many people get from a service instead of the word. Instead of receiving the word with meekness. Moses told Joshua, he said, The book of the Lord shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate on it day and night, that thou mayest observe to do all that is rich in daring. He said, Then thou shalt make your way prosperous and have good success. The Bible tells us in Proverbs uh, chapter number one that, that if you don't stand in the way of the ungodly or sit in the seat of the sinner or stand in the, 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 uh, 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 in the way of the scoff, I said, and you make the word of God your delight, and you delight in the word, and you meditate on day and night. He said, You shall be like the tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth fruit in his own season. You determine when you produce. It's not determined by the environment. He said, whatever you put your hand to do, we prosper. He said, but the unrighteous are not so. They are carried about by every pestilence, every wind, every circumstance that is in the world. They are controlled by the circumstances. Why the believer is planted in the house of God, in the word of God, and they are not moved by circumstances. Don't join in the panic. Don't join in the panic-demic. Praise God. In the fear-demic. It's worse than the virus. And people don't believe this. That's why I'm teaching it over and over again. People don't believe. Many pastors, believers, don't believe this. Like some Kenny Hagin used to say, unbelieving believers. But it's not for the church. And that's why I'm reproving it. We can believe. Somebody say, Hallelujah. We can still immune. We can be exempt from every kind of sickness. It doesn't come just because we take they find a vaccine. We already have a spiritual vaccine. It's the word of God and the Holy Spirit. He will protect you. The Bible says, if the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, Romans chapter number 8, lives in you, he said that same spirit will give Zoe to your body. Your body will become vitalized. Against sickness and disease. 
what many people think about healing is this. Oh, when you are sick, James 5, which is scripture, call the elders of the church, let them lay hands on him, and the prayer of faith will save the sick. So every time many believers are looking for, where's the man of God? Why didn't the man of God see all this corona coming? Why, why didn't you build your own faith and stand against coronavirus? Why will you depend on the man of God? You are a man of God if you're born again. You are supposed to stand in your faith against the devil. And the Bible said the devil will flee from you. James 5 was talking about baby Christians. And if they are so weak, they can't come against it. But the Bible tells us you ought to build your faith. He said, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in hell even as your soul prospers. So if you grow up spiritually, you're supposed to become immune to sickness and disease. Praise God. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. I'm shining today. <laughs> Reproving darkness. Showing light on things as they really are. There's no need to hide it. Because if we keep hiding it, people are going to keep dropping in gross darkness. We have to show the truth that the word of God is sufficient to keep everyone well. How can three million people, three million, the Bible tells us, about, about three million, we don't have the exact number, but that's what people have calculated, leave Egypt. The Bible said there was not one feeble among them. Not one. And they left loaded with silver and gold. Why? Because God said to them, I am the Lord that he led thee. It kept them well. Even the 50 year old, the 60 year old, they were not sick. All of their sicknesses were healed. And in a new covenant that is based on better promises, many are so afraid. We have to renew our minds. We have to take the word of God and pull down those strongholds. Say it, or even you have to say it 5,000 times until you believe it. He by himself bore all my sin and my sickness on his body. By his stripes, I am healed. I am healed. I live in divine health. No sickness have right over this body. This body is the temple of the living God. I live by faith. I walk by faith. I am never going to be sick. I will never catch any disease. Instead, those that touch me will be healed. Those that come around me will be well because the Spirit of God is upon me. The Bible says in Psalm 91, it said the man will say of the Lord, he that is that dwelling in the secret place, he's saying something. He will say of the Lord, the Lord is my refuge and my fortress. In him I trust. Surely he delivers me from the snare of the fowler. So you don't just hide there with your mouth shut. The, place, the way to stay in the secret place is by faith. And faith is saying something. You have to be saying it. Now people think you're just bragging, you're just bragging. You're just, that, that's what I'm doing. I'm bragging on the word of God. This is faith. You ought to be bragging too. If you want to stay in the secret place and abide under the shadow, you ought to be saying, this thing doesn't touch me. This thing doesn't touch me. Faith speaks. We have in the same spirit of faith because we believe. So we also speak. You're supposed to be saying something. And we're reproving darkness. So don't join in the fear. Don't join in the complaint. Don't join in the worry. If people are worrying, 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 and you, you can't correct them, just, just leave there before you catch some worry. There's some Facebook chat you should not even be in, or YouTube chat, or WhatsApp, whatever chat it is. If all the people there are talking unbelief, 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 and they are refusing to listen, just, just check out. 
go and listen to Love Foundation WhatsApp <laughs> and, and change to a new Facebook guys teaching faith. Or else you catch the darkness because it's contagious. It's, it's easy to it's easy to transfer. You are rejoicing in your prosperity. Oh, a stimulus check is coming, and somebody else just say, hey, "We are falling down." And if you are not bold enough to overcome it, you begin to exchange your faith for fear. Now, I'm not saying ignore people who are in that. Do what you can to help them. Light should be so strong that when darkness comes to light, darkness gets consumed by light. Bible says we are not overcome with darkness, but we, over, we overcome evil with good. So if you are strong enough, then repro- rep- reprove them, ref- refuse them. Let's go back again. Verse 12, Ephesians 5. For, let's Okay. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done in the sacred. Go to the next verse. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by light. For whatsoever doeth make manifest is light. Next verse. Wherefore he said, because of that, he said, Awake thou that sleepest. So some people are sleeping in the church. Sleeping means they are dozing. They are slothful. They are slow. They are not acting on the word. He said, Arise from the dead. And Christ shall give thee light. When the Bible talks about dead, it's not only just talking about physical death. It's talking about separation from the word of God. Your life is living outside the premises of God's word. You say you need to arise. You need to arise. You need to wake up. It's not just enough to hear these things. You need to begin to stand in it, be established in it, be able to act upon it. That's what it means to arise. You have to get up from the dead, from just acting like it's not, it's not me. No, you know, Jesus is there. He's so big. He's so powerful. He's so strong. And you are like nobody else. And you say, Jesus lives in me. No, wake up. Stir yourself up. That's one reason he gave us the Holy Ghost. To pray in tongues. Speak louder than your thoughts. And quench those thoughts of fear with faith. And rise up. Your body's telling you, you can't do this. No, no, there's so much disease out there. You say, yeah, that's why I'm going out. To heal the sick, cast that devils. Speak to your hands. Anyone I shake will be healed. Somebody say hallelujah. You have to say it yourself. It doesn't just happen. Faith is released by words. Anyone that touches me is going to be healed. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. I'm anointed for the time like this. I'm the light of the word. I'm the salt of the earth. I'm the, I'm the solution for my city, for my family. I am the one that God has placed there so that they will not be in darkness. When they see my boldness, they see my confidence, they see my prosperity, they see my health, they will know that God is true. They will know the word of God is true. I want to show them the word of God is true. That is shining as light. Last week we began to see a rise in your faith. Don't join in the fear. Be bold. Speak the word of God. I said many times when my mom was here, she used to say, take care. I said, mom, no, I'm not taking care. She said, you don't take care. I said, no. I said, I take charge. So when I'm going out, sometimes dangerous trips, traveling in the night, she says, take charge. I said, yes, mom, you're right. Taking control. Don't join in the fear. If I said, okay, okay, I'll be careful. Say, be careful, oh, be careful. Oh. And then she would transfer her worry to me. Then I'll now be worried on my way. And that now opens the door for the enemy. We, say, we don't know why it happened. Read Job. You know why it happened. Job was afraid and opened the door. So refuse to be afraid. Praise God. 
And if fear tries to attack you, don't get me wrong, fear attracts the, the well-meaning Christian. Fear tries to come. You're believing God, and then a symptom comes. They will say, that's it, that's it, that's COVID-19. You're coughing, you're coughing. Grown now, go get a test. No, you rebuke the cough. You say, I'm healed. This is the temple of the living God. I shall not die, but live and declare the glory of God. The Spirit of God lives in me. You drive it out. And then the symptoms are gone. There are some people who have not even coughed. They check their temperature. Do you have a fever? <laughs> they are attracting it. Attracting it. You have to walk by faith. So we say, arise from fear to faith. Amen. Stop joining the fear. That's one of the major problems we're having today. Darkness of fear because of ignorance. We said, arise also from, from sadness to joy. Somebody say, hallelujah. Don't join in the sadness. Don't keep your head down. Rejoice. This is the time to play good music. Some people don't know what to do. Learn a dance step. Hallelujah. Right? Yeah. The time you have been trying to go to, to, to go learn those dances, now you have the time. Thank God many things are in, uh, uh, on YouTube. Learn the salsa. Get excited all by yourself in your house. Someone say hallelujah. Learn an instrument. You say, Pastor, I don't have a keyboard. Most software now can change your iPad to a keyboard. Learn a song. Worship God. Come, you come out of this season anointed. You say you start singing specials in church. You learn something in this period. There are many colleges giving free courses. Take it. Come up, learn. Become learned in this period. You didn't have the time before. You were running pillar to post, carrying five. Now they say stay at home and I'll pay you. Go ahead and learn something. I'm talking about some of the nations that are doing well. Learn something this period. Read a book. Read books. Read the Bible through. Some people, there are some pages they have never opened. They are stuck together in their Bible. This is the opportunity to, cross, to, to make those pages alive. Bring them alive. Like the book of Zephaniah. Haggai. Read them. They have a message. Study things about, study the prophets. Amen. Study a language. So much. You, I can't understand how people are bored. To me, it's strange. It's strange. How can you be bored? If I divide myself to three, each one will still be busy. Yeah. One of the what kind of questions to ask me is, Pastor, are you busy? The answer is yes. Let me say it publicly now. I'm busy. You can say, Pastor, do we have, can I have a minute or do you have a, can I have some time? That's different. Yeah, I can create time for you. But I'm always busy. Even when I'm sleeping, I'm busy sleeping. I'm busy. That's busy. I schedule my sleep. <laughs> right? Yeah. I could be busy resting. Because I don't always have the time to rest. There are times where you have to work for long hours, even days without rest. So everything is scheduled. You can't just be bored. Like, I don't know what to do. Have you read Zephaniah? Malachi? <laughs> <laughs> Obadiah, <laughs> Amos, and you say you don't have, you don't know what to do. That's just dumb. That's just that's that's people are blindfolded. The Bible says there's too much to do. 
It's too much to do. Do you know the, the Hebrew word and the Greek words and the, the, the comparison of, of this? You don't know them. How can, how, can you be, how can you be bored? You should be happy that you have some time. That this is working together for your good. You finally get to study the whole of the New Testament in one go. Hallelujah. And you rejoice in the, in the process. You learn a new song and sing. Teach your family how to sing together. Right? This is the time to, to rejoice. Don't be sad. Don't join in the fear. Don't join in the fear. And say, we said, wake up also to prosperity. Plan a business. Start something this period. Register something online. Start a blog. Start a Facebook page. Begin to think not only about yourself, but about others. You know, one of the things people think that causes people to get money is to think, how am I going to get money? How am I going to get money? Where am I going to get it from? Who should I take it from? Now, if you think like that, you end up stealing. <laughs> yeah. The way to get money is to think, how can I help people? What do people need? How can I make an impact? Where is there a need? Once you start thinking like that, you will help people and they will be glad to give you money. If you take money from people by force, what is it called? <laughs> Stealing, yeah. <laughs> Robbery. The idea is to do something that they want to give you money. And the way to do it is to help them. So think of how you can help people. The world is crying right now. What can I do to help? What can I do to help? What, what can I help with? Don't just sit in and waiting for them to finish, wondering whether they are going to pay you. The boss is also thinking of how he's going to pay his own rent. You need to think of what can I do to help? Some people are glad not to go to work. And they're not doing anything. You should, not, you should, not be, you should call your boss and say, can I, there's anything I can do from home. Praise God. You should be glad to work. In short, the Bible says slothfulness is foolishness. And to be slothful is to, to dislike work, to want to avoid work. As That's one reason many people are poor. Not because they are not intelligent. They are lazy. Either mentally lazy or physically lazy. Let's go back to chapter uh, verse 1. I'm beginning to round up. There's still so much, but so we said, awake to prosperity. Begin to think of how to do what you need to do. And you also have to be awake to being diligent in pursuing what belongs to you. Right? Just imagine what happened even in the days of the, of the desert. The Bible says that, that manna fell every night. So in the morning, they had to go and pick it up. This is manna, free food. Some people would just put their cup by their bed, say, God... Send the manna here. What do you think would have happened? Died of hunger. And God did it that they had to do it every day. Say, so wake up in the morning, every morning. You say, but we don't have a regular job. Go out and go and get manna in. Some people didn't want to go the next day, so they took enough for two days. What did they have? What happened? I'm say, worms came and began to stink. God wanted them to go out the next day. The only time that they were not allowed to go out was when it was Sabbath, and they, they had opportunity to get to. Sabbath days are powerful days. It, it gives you multiplication, opportunity to multiply. That's why service is what causes increase. Worshipping God, sowing your seed. It's what increases you yesterday and tomorrow. But he says they told them to walk. There were some that were lazy, didn't go out. 
So today I didn't feel like going out. They starved for, for 24 hours. God didn't say, I love them so much. Let's leave some for them. No food. If that does not work, let him not eat. So you have to find out what to daily, daily, daily. Give yourself to, to some commitment daily. Daily study. Daily pray. Daily create opportunity to make an impact. Give yourself to work daily. People think that enjoyment is to just hang your feet and watch television. You, you, you grow big. <laughs> <laughs> and soon enough, you can't even move. Exercise is enjoyment. You know, the truth is that work is only work or hard because you think it's hard. So the problem is not what you're doing, it's how you are thinking about it. That's why renewing of your mind is so important. If you start telling yourself, this is so nice. Wow, this is a lot of fun. I get to rise up. I get to go to after this shutdown, people will be happy to go to work. <laughs> like I get to go to I get to drive out. I want to go to work. People thought it was hard before. Now they realize it's actually an opportunity to be busy. Sit at home for six weeks. You are, you don't know what I know to keep yourself busy. You want to go out. You want to go somewhere and do something for somebody, if not for yourself. <laughs> and Pastor people say last week now our children say dad can we go to church today <laughs> sometimes before you say let's go to church now they're like can we go to church it's an opportunity you should be glad when they say let us go to church so those who are here are favored Amen. some people are asking am I an essential worker I say well do you come on time all the time no no <laughs> yeah that was one of the criteria we used to select apart from the fact that we had a very limited number of spaces amen so enjoy it enjoy your work amen even when you are home enjoy your work enjoy cleaning maybe before your house used to be upside down sideways in clean it out this time remove all the cobwebs clean your windows Praise God. <laughs> and clean your car. Remove the chicken bones from under your seat. <laughs> Arrange things properly. Sort out your clothes. I'm telling you, I'm giving you ideas. Don't sit down and be watching fake, fake news. That's the darkness. Darkness is ignorance. People trying to tell you the problem is this person, the problem is that thing, the problem is your telephone. Don't listen to those things. Spend your time in the Word of God. And then finally, we started saying you ought to also awake to the gift and the fruit of your spirit. I'm going to round up with that. So we're going to Ephesians 1. You're going to have to develop your love work. If you are home and you are staying with your siblings or your children or your parents and you are distressed, it means you have a problem with walking in love. Somebody say amen. amen. So you have to develop it. Amen. amen. Develop how to take negative things and not become negative yourself. That's love. Right? Learn how to speak nicely to people. Learn how to forgive. How often times should this person forgive? Should you forgive you one day? Jesus Christ said 70 times. Now you have chance to count. <laughs> 70 times 7. <laughs> Before you just come, there's not even enough time. But even then, counting means you didn't even follow the first one. You say if you forgive the first one, you won't even remember to count it to the second one. But this is an opportunity to practice your love. Amen. Amen. Find things nice to say about the person. 
find things to minister to people. Let me tell you the truth. Everybody likes to be praised. Everybody. It's a, it's an, it's a nature that God plays. It looks like it's pride, but really it's, an, it's, it's, it's a, a nature of God that likes to be, you know, to, to, be, to be praised, to be told nice things. It's better to say nice things to people than negative things. Except you want to help them so that they can become nicer by correcting, right? So say nice things. Let your niceness, your words of kindness be more than your words of rebuke. That would go down in record for a while. Amen. If you are keep correcting, 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 you may have some issues with the people. Say nice things too. There's a time to correct. The Bible says love rebukes, light reproves. But there's also a time to praise. Amen. In short, you should speak more of the praise than the correction. That's one way to shine. Shine light on the good things. So you did this thing so nice. Wow. You're, you're nice. And it works. Yeah. It works. In short, I had a, did an experiment in the military some time ago. They discovered that uh, 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 rewarding the good that people did produced better results in changing them than rebuking them for the things they did wrong. That means that if two soldiers did something that were one did wrong, one did right, if you praise the one that did right, it's easier for the other one to change than if you just rebuke the one that did wrong. The other one does not necessarily improve. People gravitate towards things that they believe is appreciated. So if you want change, praise the positive. That's one way to cause people to change. Right? Right? Yeah, the person's room is dirty for seven days of the week, 20, 20, 20, 29 days in a month. Then one day he cleans his room, or her room. Like, wow, your room is looking so nice. You're so smart. This is beautiful. I like to come to your room. <laughs> the next day you're like, wait, wait a minute, pick the papers up. It's more inspiring to do that than just rebuking. And it's, 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 it's easier said than done because the natural man just wants to correct, rebuke, rebuke, rebuke. But you need to praise people too. So you have to stir up our love work. Amen. Bible said love overlooks a multitude of sin. So you see it. You don't say anything about it. That's love. Not because you ignore it, but because you are looking for a better strategy to cause change. Stir up your love work. Hallelujah. Stay of the fruit of peace and joy. Don't be sad. I usually say when three people are walking, one is smiling, the other two are not smiling. Who do you think that somebody will ask a question if they don't know them? The smiling one. Smiling one. So keep a smile on your face. Some people don't know how to smile. Practice it. If you're smiling, like it's probably not a good smile. <laughs> Go to the mirror. Smile. Smile at yourself. Tell yourself, this is a good day. God is good to you. You're such a handsome guy. Smile. It's attractive. People would be more freer to talk to you. If people find it difficult to talk to you, you probably have a very uh, strong face or disposition about you. Relax. Bible says it's part of humility, actually. Humble yourself. Set yourself in proper place where people of every kind can reach you. Amen. Don't be too hard to reach. So practice your love work. Well, Ephesians chapter number five. Last thing I'm going to say is that we also have to awake 
which is all part of what we have been saying, to righteous living. Amen. Which means that we have to do the word of God. Don't, don't play with sin this season. Darkness is also referred to, sin is also referred to as darkness. So this period, we want to shine light on things that are right and on things that are evil. Don't, don't support evil lifestyles. Correct them. Instruct them. If you have your friends that are doing wrong things, tell them the truth. If members of your family are sleeping when they're supposed to be on service and watching live, wake them up! Yeah. Right? Tell them, come to this church. We're still going to church. It doesn't matter if it is from home. It's service time. Sit up, dress up, brush your teeth. Because Pastor Michael may see the, 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 the chicken on, on your teeth. Brush it so that when they are zooming, you can, you can zoom properly. Verse 1, Ephesians 5. He said, be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. He said, and walk in love as Christ also had loved us and has given himself as an offering and, a, and uh, as giving us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a smith's wedding server. Let's go back again to verse 1. I think it's very key I mentioned this as we close. Go back to verse 1. So be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, this verse, and walk in love, this is giving us the example of love, as Christ also had loved us and had given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling Sabbath. That's very key. You know, many times when people talk about love, the only part of love they know is ministering to the needs. Now, that's a part of love. But here, the example that God was given is not just ministering to the need, it's ministering to God on their behalf. It's a powerful part of love. Intercession. You may not even give the person some money. But praying for the person can be a major part of love. Amen. He gave himself as an offering on their behalf. Giving an offering on behalf of someone is an act of love. Sometimes giving money to the person, giving an offering on behalf of that person. Which one is more powerful? <laughs> you know, like somebody said, Jesus Christ, the last Adam, gave himself to God on our behalf. The first Adam gave himself to his wife. The first Adam gave himself to his wife. The last Adam gave himself for his wife. And he says we should look at Christ's example of love. You do the right thing on behalf of others. Praise God. You pray for your family even when they are sleeping. You study the word and you live right for them. It makes a difference. Sometimes it's more important to, to live a life of integrity for your family than provide money for them. Bible says good name is better than riches. It didn't say riches are bad. It just said this is better to have a good name. So even if the person has money and is, and is a thief, it's better if he didn't have money than stealing the money because he wants to provide. Continue. Verse 3. But fornication... And all uncleanliness, you see, you should wash your hands, all covetousness, let it not be once, once named among you as becoming sin. These are not things you test or try, should never be named. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, 
which are not convenient, but rather what? Giving of thanks. You should be thankful. You should not be jesting, calling names, using four-letter words that are not right for believers. Continue. For ye know this, that no homonger, which is a, a, a homosexual, nor unclean person, nor covetous man, someone who, who, is, who is pursuing money for every reason, doesn't care what to do for it, who is an idolater, which means that he worships idols. People who watch American Idol. No, that's a joke. Praise God. <laughs> but people who worship movie stars, who worship athletes, who, who give more honor. They know more about these people. They are more excited about it than about the things of God. That's an idolater. He said, they, neither do they have any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ. And of God. Now, this is very key. One of the things I started by saying that one of the reasons people are dying is because there is darkness. Here, the Bible is saying that there are certain people who cannot participate in the inheritance that is theirs, which means that Jesus paid for their sin, Jesus paid for their poverty, Jesus paid for their health, but they are not able to partake of it. Why? Because they are living a lifestyle that is contrary to being saints. That means that if your attention is on people, your attention is, is, is idolatry or, 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 or homonging or covetous, you cannot now partake of the divine health which is in the kingdom of God. So one reason people are suffering in sickness and disease is because they have not awakened, they have not, not arisen to their righteousness. They, are not, they don't see themselves as right and they don't live right. It's important for you to enjoy divine health. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Continue. Verse 6. Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. This is the new covenant, New Testament. So don't be deceived. People are falling by your side, left side. One of the reasons is because... They are not enjoying the inheritance in Christ, which is eternal life. And they are living like the rest of the world. Christians fall into are because of this. Don't be deceived. Don't let anyone deceive you. Because one of the problems is that the devil says, no, that's not the reason. We don't know why it just happened. He said, don't be deceived with vain words. This is the reason why these things are happening. He said, be not therefore partakers with them continue. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now ye are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Continue. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and, and righteousness and truth. A little faster. Proving what is, the, what is acceptable unto God. Now, the Bible says, tells us that the things that are pleasing to God has to be done by faith. So we want to make sure we are living a life of faith. He said, have no fellowship with the, fruit, with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. Be careful what you say, who you hang out with, what you're watching, what you're listening to, the kind of conversations that you're having. It affects your ability to stand in faith. Because if you ruin your conscience by living wrong, when you stand up against COVID-19, your conscience could condemn you. God is not the one holding back the healing. But if you are not confident that you are walking according to the word of God, it can affect your, your faith to receive. The Bible says don't be deceived. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. Next verse. For all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doeth make manifest is light. 
Wherefore he said, Awake, thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. Next verse. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Check the word circumspectly. It means walk accurately. Walk according to the specified way. God has a specific way to walk. So make sure that you are walking that path. Don't just guess. I usually say people, guessing is the form, the worst form of information, of knowledge. You don't just assume. You have to find out. What does God really want? Then he said, redeeming the time because the days are evil. That's what I'm saying. So make best use of your time. You can't spend all your time playing. You're just watching television from morning to night, playing Facebook. For, then suddenly, you think your faith will just be strong. You need to pray, pray in tongues for some time. You need to study the word. You need to meditate. You need to begin to speak to yourself. You need to exercise yourself in spiritual things. And that builds your faith. The Bible says, building up yourself. You build yourself in your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. So if somebody prays for three hours and somebody prays for ten minutes, who do you think will have a stronger faith? That's a church. Who prays longer? You say, building yourself. You're building. If you don't build up yourself, your faith will be weak. So faith is given to us, but we have to build it up. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Next verse. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the word of the Lord is. That means what the Bible calls fools are those who don't understand the will of God. And it's out there. People just misconstrue things. People are deceived. They're like, I mean, this is what this person said. You're not supposed to be deceived. You're supposed to know the truth. Amen. Bible says, prove it. Go and search. Bible says the Bereans, they were first-class Christians. Anytime somebody preached to them, they went to the scriptures and, and to search. They didn't let the person say, I'm a man of God. Believe me everything I say. They will lead the person. They will lead people to, to heresy and, and hell. Good God raised a lot of people, but he still gives individuals the responsibility to search the word of God. So don't be a fool. Know what the will of God is. Don't depend on your pastor's revelation. Find yours too from the word of God. He can guide you, lead you, but you need to go back and make sure it's now your revelation, not his revelation. Because his revelation will help him, but it has to be your revelation to help you. You know my faith cannot always stand for you. Right? Yeah. As a child, probably can to help you when you don't know how to stand by faith. Spiritual children too. But the time comes when you grow up and the father cannot keep feeding his 15-year-old. Praise God. I just lay on the bed and say, I need some food. You're not getting some food. You may get some, some rebuke, some shouting, some reproof. I may not just be words this time. Verse 18, and be not drunk with wine. We're still saying the same thing. Wearing is excess, which means that don't become excess in anything that you enjoy. It's, it's okay to watch television, but don't be drunk with television wearing is excess. <laughs> it's okay to play video games but don't play it excess you cannot spend more time playing video games than you do reading the word it's dumb it's just dumb that's the same thing you can't just you can eat too much even chocolate praise God <laughs> right 
Don't, don't become drunk. Don't become overcarried in an area. Be, be balanced. Don't be drunk with wine wearing in essence, but rather be what? Be filled with the Holy Ghost. So this is the time to pray in tongues. Continue. Speaking to yourselves. Hallelujah. Now, people think it means speak to one another. No, it's talking about to yourself. Speaking to yourself with psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. He said, singing and making melody in your heart to God. Now, this is one thing that people have not done a lot. Growing up, we used to practice this a lot. I don't see it so much. When you're washing dishes, you're singing, Ah, God, Ah, God, Ah, God, When you are sweeping, Ah, God, this This melody coming, and it's not just because of the words. It's something that's coming from your heart. And as you are singing, it's some, there's joy in your heart. And it's, when, you, when you are operating like that, it's more difficult to be offended. It's more difficult to be, to be afraid. Why? Because the Bible says as you are doing that, you are, you are you're stirring yourself up in the Holy Spirit. That's one way you stir up yourself. You stand up. You arise. You begin to make melody in your heart. Singing with sound. Sing to yourself. Talk to yourself with hymns. Begin to practice meditation. Speaking to yourself. Just, just take the Psalm 91 and, and memorize it. Say, take Psalm 1, memorize it. I used to give my children money if you can recite uh, 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 Psalm, Psalm 23 off by heart. If you, can, if you can recite Psalm 91 off by heart. Challenge your children to do such things. Somebody say, hallelujah. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High abides under the shadow. I dwell in the secret place, so I abide under the shadow. When you're walking in the street, you're driving in the car, meditate on the word. Sing to yourself. Speak to yourself with psalms, hymns, spiritual song. Make it melody in your heart to God. You should be excited about God. Next verse. And happy all the time. He said, giving thanks how often? Always. For all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So this is a time to be thankful. Amen. Thank God for the day. Thank God for your clothes. Thank God for food to eat. Thank God for even the challenges that you can overcome it. Thank God that God has given you ability to overcome the challenges. Thank God that you are anointed to serve. Thank God that God has shown you the light. You can minister to others and, and use the opportunity. I know that there are people who may be watching this in different parts of the world. Not everybody has the same uh, challenges. Not everybody has the same help. There are some, there are governments that are helping them. There are some their only help is the Lord. But God is sufficient. He's bigger than any government, bigger than any family. So maybe you are alone. You've been alone all this period. You are all by yourself at home. But you're never alone. Jesus Christ said, you're never alone. Say, I'll be with you always, even unto the end of the year. So fellowship with the Lord. Speak to him. Ask him questions. He will talk to you. A time will come where you don't even need anybody else because you're so much in love, fellowship with the Lord until he directs you. So he says that you should sing psalms, hymns, make melody to your Lord. Have a conversation with God. Giving thanks. Be thankful. Be thankful. You may not have much, but be thankful for what you have. That's the key to more. Amen. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Next verse. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then he began to talk about submitting one, yourself to one another 
in the fear of God, which means that you also set yourself under proper authority. I know many people teach me, this means you submit to me, I submit to you. Uh, that is not scriptural. That will cause a monster, a confusion. The question is, when do you submit and when do I submit? The Bible says submit one to another. You find it again, I think, in Galatians, it says that the young, the, in uh, Peter, the younger should submit to the elder. And everyone submit yourself one to another. So everyone should have somebody that they are responsible to. Uh, and in the house, there should be order. The younger should submit to the older. Praise God. And we practice that in our house. We have peace. We have plenty of children. In short, if the police will come to our house, they may arrest us for being more than the number that, <laughs> that is allowed. But it's a family. <laughs> but we're already ahead of the number allowed for Corona. In just, in just the family alone. But we thank God. We rejoice. But the only way we stay in that order is because there is order. People are told to respect their older ones. And respond to them as, as people in authority. Amen. And if that is understood, the next verses, which we don't have time to go, will also be understood. Our wives to submit to their husbands and, and, and the rights. And the husbands should submit to the, to the Lord. There's a hierarchy all the way from heaven to the home. Amen. And don't forget, I know these are challenging times, but you don't have to be go under when you arise, awake in righteousness, awake to your faith, awake in love, strengthen yourself, stir yourself up, you discover that this will turn around together for your good in Jesus' name. Wealth is coming. God already told us. If we didn't go to the third verse, he said, he said Gentiles will come to our light, kings to brightness of our rising, which means that people will come, believers and unbelievers. King, believers are kings. Pastor V mentioned that before. Bible says we are all kings. It also means people in authority, people in, 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 in high positions will come to us. And, and Gentiles, unbelievers will come and say, how are you doing? How, are you, how come you are so happy? How come you are doing better? How come this sickness did not come nigh you? I had a testimony of a, of a, uh, a tornado that, that struck a particular area and a believer was in the area and said and was praying and said, not even a shingle of this house will be touched. Not even one. And he, that's how he prayed. And when they, when the tornado passed, all the houses left, right, around were all destroyed. So he came out to help the people on the outside. And one of them turned to him and said, is that your house? He said, yes. The guy said, not even a shingle of your house fell out. Exactly the same words he used while he was praying. Was it, was it, was it a coincidence? No. I like those kind of coincidences. What you believe and what you say is what you're going to have. And people will see the light. He said it in his privately, in his privacy. Now the world is seeing the glory of God upon him. And they are saying the same things that he saw. And he had to tell them it was God. But God helped him. And that's one way we shine. We are free from sickness. We are free from poverty. We are free from fear. And instead we are increasing. Somebody say hallelujah. We are buying properties up. We are taking them. Amen. Building. We are extending our coast. We are increasing. We are looking finer. Even in this time. We are doing exercise. Not putting unnecessary weight. We want to show for the glory of God in our bodies also. This is how you shine. Not come out looking like you have been in the bush. Uh, you know. <laughs> Praise God. Give God glory even in your body. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus for your word. Your word is sweeter, sweeter than the honeycomb. I thank you because I know many people are going through different kinds of challenges. The enemy 
Just like he said about Peter, wants to sift people as wheat. Come against them in various areas. But we know that greater is you that is in us than he that is in the world. So I, I join my faith with each one that they are standing. And after they have done all to stand, they will keep standing. I declare increase upon you that is watching in the name of Jesus. Increase spiritually, increase financially. I say, Satan, lose your hand in the name of Jesus. I come against the spirit of fear. Lose your hand in the name of Jesus. Let faith arise. Let the word of God that you have heard and read begin to flow to your heart. In the name of Jesus, let the love of God be shared in your heart by the Holy Ghost. Give up the animosity, the annoyance, the offense. Release them so that you can also receive more grace in the name of Jesus. I declare money to come to you from expected and unexpected places. Monies you have been expecting, things that people have owed you, that inheritance you did not even know you have. I call it to come to you now in Jesus' name. Let governments, corporations, individuals show favor to you and release money to you in the name of Jesus. Let the hand of God be upon you to guide you, to show you where to go and where not to go. Let the Spirit of God keep you in this time and bring you out better, stronger than when you entered in Jesus' name. And everybody say, Amen. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. We trust that you are blessed by the message. To listen and hear more, Catch us at 11.30 on Sunday mornings on YouTube or Facebook at Love Foundation Christian Center. If you have any additional questions or just want to learn more about the church, feel free to contact us at lovefoundcc at gmail.com or visit our website at lovefoundationusa.org. Thanks for listening.